And hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our weekly MMA show. Lots to talk about. Uh, we had uh, UFC uh, Justin Gaeth versus Cerrone last weekend to fight night. Some interesting fights, some good fights. Some submissions of the year candidates, knockout of the year candidate, pussy of the year candidate. I'll get into that. I, I was a little pissed off about that that outcome of a, the one fight. And I'm sure if you guys watched the fights, you know which fighter I'm going to be kind of bashing. But uh, before we get into all that stuff, head over to Twitter. Follow the show at STS... Let me just try that. <laughs> follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Shoulders is at STS O'Brien. Head over to Facebook, like and share our pages there. Leave comments. Head over to YouTube. Cyborg actually left a comment on one of our YouTube videos, the one that I talked about um, who actually won the relationship war between her and Dana White a couple weeks ago. So if you don't want to listen to us on iTunes or Spotify, you know, you got friends over. Throw it up there on the TV. I'm pretty sure everybody has a PlayStation or Xbox that you could jump on YouTube and you guys could listen to me talk about UFC, Bellator, bare knuckle fighting, which will be coming up actually a month yesterday. I will be camping. That's This is going to be actually the first bare knuckle uh, pay-per-view I'm actually going to miss, but I am going to watch it Sunday when I come home because... I'm so behind bare knuckle boxing, the way they're handling the organization, everything like that. It, it, it just sounds like uh, they have their ducks in a row and they're, they're doing it the right way. But like I said, last weekend we had a, a fight night, which we also have one uh, tomorrow night because right now it's Friday. You guys probably will listen to this t uh, tomorrow when it airs. Um, but yeah, tomorrow's uh, UFC fight night. The main event is Yair Rodriguez versus uh, Jeremy Stevens. But I'll save my picks for the end of the, the show like I normally do. I'm hoping to um, live tweet it. It's going to be tough for me because Notre Dame is actually playing at 8 o'clock too. So I'm going to probably be bouncing between both games and tweeting about both things so it's gonna be a very exciting night for myself but like I said last weekend we had UFC fight night Justin Gaeth versus, versus Donald Cerrone um, for you guys who didn't watch it Justin Gaeth knocked him out I mean he was out on his feet I, I know Cerrone was uh, complaining that it might have been a quick stop stoppage Honestly, it was actually just the opposite. Gaith knocked him down, and as he's fallen, you could see Cerrone's eyes, just in his eyes, he wasn't there. Um, 
granted he was trying to crawl to the gate to try to take him down but that's just a, a fighter's instinct I believe once the, the, the light switch goes off and Gaith looked at the ref like what are you doing ref didn't do anything so you know just Justin you know I keep calling Gaith it's, it's uh, I'll just call him Justin for now but uh he keep you know he had to keep on punching till the ref finally told him to stop and looked at the ref yelled at him a couple times and that's when uh, Cowboy finally came about and and started to argue a little bit but uh Gaethje that's his, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it um I love this his post fight uh interview actually both of them you know Gaethje uh kind of slipping up and you know saying shit or whatever he said and, and DC was like you know you're you're on TV son first off DC shut the fuck up I mean I understand it's live TV don't let your kids watch after after 8 o'clock then if you're that worried about language but Cowboy kind of stepped in and, and gave his his respect to Gaethje um saying he's a tough kid and and you know he's gonna go back to the drawing board and see what happens there um you know, Gaethje talked about the fight. He he said that he thought it should have been stopped a little sooner, but the ref is the ref. Whatever, that's a judgment decision. And DC asked him who he wants next. And we all know about the little beef between him and Conor McGregor. And I, I believe DC actually uh, brought it up about Conor and Gaethje said, you know, I don't want to fight a retired fighter. You know, he's... He's irrelevant, this and that. And then, you know, Connor obviously tweeted, I believe, a couple days ago, uh, actually uh, before the fight, about Dublin, uh, December 14th. Now, even Dana White had a Q&A yesterday before the, the Masvidal-Diaz uh, news conference that he doesn't know what Connor basically meant by that because UFC already has a pay-per-view that day in Vegas and I'll get into the the, the rumors that why he may have said those dates after I'm, I'm done here talking about Gaethje but um, you know I mean Tony has to be the next uh, opponent for Habib um, he just got passed over too many times He's been dominating fighters. What's he on? Like a five, six, seven fight win, win streak. And Cowboy was the last one he, he beat. And as much as I love Cowboy, he beat him good. You know, it, it was fairly obvious that Cowboy coming out of um, the round that got stopped, that he was going to need a knockout to win the fight. So, you know, where, where does Gaethje go from here if Tony gets Habib? Um, Proyer got brought up, and Gaethje has a good point. He goes, he's coming off a loss. He's Gaethje's coming off a win. He wants a winner. If that's the thinking, then why would you want Connor? Because he hasn't won since what 2016. Uh, it, it would be a a good fight. Connor doesn't like wrestlers. He likes to box. Gaethje's got some power. It would be an interesting fight if, if you put those two together on Connor's side <clears throat> it'd be a good fight for himself 
because honestly, I don't care how big of a superstar he is for the UFC. I don't think he he should get a a rematch against Habib with not winning since 2016. And you, some people believe even longer than that because a lot of people don't believe he beat Diaz the second time around. I I believe that he did. It was a close fight, but I believe he did. Um, beat you know basically if you were to match these two up just flat out come right out and say whoever wins will get the next title shot against Habib and whoever he fights which has to be it has to be Tony because who else other than Gaethje would you pin up against you know as, as his opponent next opponent and a couple days after Gaethje's fight you know he started sending messages to to Connor to try egg him on to have him come out because since that fight Connor hasn't really said anything or tweeted anything like he no- normally does now to going back to Connor's uh, December 14th date that he, he tweeted out supposedly there is a little bit of a, a beef between him and an Irish boxer so some people starting rumors and, and thinking that it might be possibly an announcement of him doing boxing again like he did with Floyd Mayweather. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think Connor wants to definitely get back into Octagon. And, you know, Dana White, again, during his Q&A, someone asked him, do you think we'll see Connor fight this year? And I believe he said, if you don't see him fight uh, in December, you're going to see him early next year, which we've been hearing that for three years now. So my personal opinion about Connor, I think he's, I think this um, incident with punching the uh, older gentleman, I think the cops finally are getting the evidence and I think he, Connor, may be having issues with his uh, visa to be able to come back over to the U.S. to fight on on U.S. soil. You know, so we'll see how that all plays out. And then in the co-main event, we had Glover, to- Glover Toshira versus Nikita Krolov. And I'll tell you what, as soon as he walked out, uh, Glover. I'm sorry, any fighter that's over 40 years old that walks out to GNR, I'm going for you. And you, even though he's old, he still has some, some in the tank, it looks like. I mean, I don't think he's going to beat John Jones or maybe the... He might not be a, a top three guy, but I think he's definitely a top ten, could compete with the top ten guys. Maybe the fourth, fifth rank guys he could, he could break into. But he ended up winning by a split decision... Um, definitely showed some of his boxing skills. I believe he dropped um, Nikita uh, once, about halfway through the fight. But overall, I mean, obviously, whenever it's a split decision, it's usually a good fight. So then, before actually, before we talk about the Todd Duffy Jeff Hughes fight, I want to talk about. Um, 
the, the fight that actually kicked off the main card, which was Misha Serganov versus Jimmy Crute. Um, Crute looked like, in the very beginning, looked like he was keeping the pressure on, looked like he may pull out this win and end up on the ground. And out of nowhere, Misha uh, Serganov went for the guillotine, flipped him over, and actually submitted him, submitted him with a Peruvian necktie. Now, my wife was watching it with me, and she, she even asked me, she's like, well, you know, what, what are they going to call that, like, as far as the official decision? I'm like, it, it looks like a guillotine, but I never seen someone get choked out like that. It, it was basically like, uh, obviously it was a guillotine, he had the arm underneath the, the chin, but he was, it was kind of almost like a, like a neck crank he, he had going on there. And as they were announcing the, the winner, and, you know, I was live tweeting the, the event, it came across that this was the second time ever in UFC history to have a, a Peruvian necktie submission win. I mean, you think about how long UFC has been around. UFC has been around since even before Dana White and, and Zufa took them over. Back in the early 90s. So you're going on 30 years. And you only had two of these type of submissions. I mean, this definitely has to be the submission of the year for this guy. Because again, second one out of 30 years. I don't even know when the, the first one was. Maybe it was before UFC was really legal in the US. But a hell of a... Uh, set up and everything like that and for him to pull off the the win so like I said Todd Duffy versus Jeff Hughes in the heavyweight division everybody that remembers Todd Duffy he came on the scene with at the time one of the quickest knockouts and then unfortunately I believe it was like the next fight um, he got knocked out cold bad and we didn't see him for a few years I believe they said about four years ago was the last time he was in the UFC. Now, leading up to this fight this past week, he took some shots at um, the media, basically saying that it's the media's fault for stunting um, prospect growths by putting so much pressure on guys, this and that. And first round, Todd Duffy looked like that, that quick knockout fighter that we once saw. But... Like we all know with heavyweights, when you come out swinging left and right, you're going to gas out. And that's what it seemed like it started to do going into the second round. And so the second round started, and you could tell that uh, Todd Duffy had some, um, some get, you know, uh, cardio issues. I'm trying to talk over this motorcycle. There it goes. It turns off. <laughs> unfortunate thing of recording in your bedroom here but uh they started to exchange a little bit Jeff Hughes and Todd Duffy and unfortunately Jeff Hughes finger went into Todd Duffy's eye ref saw it ref called timeout made the fighters go to their respective uh, corners as soon as the ref came over to talk to Todd Duffy, first things out of his mouth, I'm seeing double. Okay, listen, it, it could happen. I mean, it has happened, you know? Like, 
things do happen like this. Referee said, okay, you got, you know, such and such amount of time. Do you want, do you want me to stop the fight? At this point, Todd Duffy said, I'll take my time. He's taking his time. Ref ended up bringing the doctor in to see what's going on. Doctor looked into his eyes. Once again, Todd Duffy told the doctor, I'm seeing double. Looked down a little bit. Doctor started to, to walk away. And Todd Duffy said, once again, I'm seeing double. Doctor turned around and said, you're seeing double. That's it. Fight was called off. No contest. Listen, all of us have seen enough fights to know and listen to commentators who were fighters that that screamed, I'm done. You know, I have nothing left in the tank. And it's a shame because you, you train and train and train all these weeks. Even if it's only for four weeks, even if it's only for a week, you trained for this fight and to only last a round you know uh, I was very disappointed in him Jeff Hughes and here's the thing like a no contest to me I don't know how you guys feel but a no contest to me is just as bad as a loss I believe because now it's on your record it's it's a, a black eye in a way to me it looks like um, you look at John Jones with his no contest with uh, Matt Hamill he will forever have that on his record. Do I think it should have been on there? I mean, he did break the rule. I don't think there should be no contest. If you break the rule and the other fight can't, fighter can't go on, and it's obvious that you are losing, then it shouldn't be a no contest. The, the, the other fighter should not be penalized because you didn't train well enough or didn't successive you know successively implement your game plan so i actually kind of hope that ufc uh releases todd duffy i think the todd duffy experiment is done i don't think you'll ever see him again i saw i saw someone put on twitter i hope this was more of a joke um maybe put him up against Greg Hardy next. Listen, Greg Hardy, he's actually, they announced, going to fight his original opponent from Dana White's Contender Series. I don't know what the UFC is doing with, with Greg Hardy, but it's time for him to get a step up in competition. Stop feeding him these Joe Schmoes, these prelim, you know, undercard guys. Start giving him some good competition. So a few weeks back, uh, Bellator signed Nick Newell to a uh, basically like a, a tryout uh, fight contract. So he had a, a one fight deal, and uh, he ended up winning his his fight this past. Um, I think it was a couple months ago. It was. Uh, no, actually last month. Last month against Corey Browning by first round submission. And he was actually on Dana White's contender series. Ended up losing on there. And unfortunately, Dana White did not give him a contract. Now, the fight that he was um, uh, 
fighting uh, on Dana White's contender series was actually a pretty good fight and he was winning but unfortunately lost and so Dana White does not give out any contracts to fighters that lose even though if they look promising well Bellator finally stepped up and I, I was hoping they did this so they could step up and start bringing some good talent in and stop bringing in you know over the hill UFC guys um, like Rory McDonald, he's good, but he's not as good as he was with UFC. And so Bellator signed him to a multi-fight deal, which he will be fighting, I, I believe, um, this October. So next month he's going to be fighting back in his hometown of Connecticut. And... The interesting thing too is he only has two losses on his record. The other loss against Justin Gaethje, which not a bad uh, name to have on your your record there. I mean, yes, it is bad to have the loss, but it's not like you you lost your good friend Jimbo in, in a in a uh, a fight, you know. So. And the other thing too, now the thing with Nick Newell, for people that don't really know who he is or, or the story behind him, he actually is a one arm fighter and not making fun or anything like that. He is a, he had a, a con, congenital amputee, um, was born basically with one arm and that's how he fights. It, it's not a, a, a hinder to him. He, he's learned how to fight with it. And just to give you some stats, he, you know, he's a former college wrestler who has 11 submissions and 13 total finishes. I mean, for a guy with one arm, you know, I'm always going to pull for this guy. And it would be so cool if he were to win a championship belt with Bellator. Because the loss that he got against Gaethje was actually... For the lightweight title uh, in the World Series of Fighting promotion, so I'll be pulling for him in October. And speaking of October, my girl Beck Rollins, who was signed to a multi-fight deal with Bellator a few months ago, finally has her debut date, which is in October, uh, October twenty-fifth. Now, I'm curious to see if that'll be the same card because Bellator actually has back-to-back -back night cards at the Mohican uh, Sun in Connecticut. She will be facing Ilaria Joanne, or Joanne in a, a flyweight bout, which will be Bellator 231. A little backstory on her. Um, in case you don't know who she is, uh, she fought in Evicta, then she came over to UFC after fighting on the Ultimate Fighter uh, uh, reality show, TV show, and was okay, was decent there, and unfortunately she went on a four-fight losing streak, was released by UFC, and then signed by Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation, or, uh, Championship. Um, basically to help bring that organization 
to where it is now. She ended up fighting for the Police Gazette belt in that promotion, won it, um, defended it twice, and unfortunately for myself, because I did, I thought she was really good in there in the BKFC. Her fight contract expired. Expired. She never really gave up the dream of fighting in MMA. So she's given it another go. And I think it the the BKFC thing showed her that if this MMA thing don't work out, she definitely has a career in BKFC. And I'm pretty sure they would bring her back with open arms. So, Miss Beck Rollins, good luck to you in your debut. I'll, I'll be pulling for you. And hopefully you could get the, the W there and start off your career with Bellator right because I really think Bellator is going to be getting a little bit bigger in the next couple of years and hopefully at some point be able to challenge UFC to the biggest promotion on the face of the earth. So before I go, I'm going to give my UFC Fight Night picks, which is this weekend. Uh, main event is Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. And, I mean, the card for the most part is an okay card. I mean, it is a Fight Night card. It's a free card. You're not going to get, you know, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz. You're not going to get the big names. These are more of like your up-and-comers. Um, maybe like your main event, maybe two or three fights away from a title shot, you know, type thing. So to kick off the car, we have Martin Bravo versus Steven Peterson. This one is in the featherweight division. I've always liked, and I, I say this all the time. I know I probably sound like a broken record, but I, I like these featherweight divisions. They're quick. Their punches, when they connect, they seem like they're so powerful. Like they, they seem like they're heavyweight punches. And anybody could get knocked out in a split second. With that being said, I'm going to go with Martin Bravo over Steven Peterson by decision. I think it's gonna. I think the card's going to start off slow, unlike last weekend's uh, fight card. After those two, we have Irene... Aldana versus Vanessa Mello. I'm going to go with Irene Aldana. This is in the women's bantamweight division. I think this one might be another decision. Um, hopefully, it'll pick up a little bit more because the the Rodriguez Stevens fight that could be that could be a lot of fireworks there. So I like to see you know an uptick in. Uh, the competition a little bit here. Then after that, we have Brandon Marino versus Askar Askarov. I'm going to go with Brandon Marino here. This one is in the flyweight division as well. Um, this one, I, I think, may be a submission win with uh, Brandon Marino winning this one. So after that fight, we have in the women's strawweight division, Carla Esperanza versus Alexa Grasso. So, Carla, I've seen fight a lot. 
I think uh, Alexa only maybe seen her fight once or twice. So I'm more leaning towards Carla with this one to win just because I, I'm, I've seen her. She's a tough competitor. She has good boxing. She will always be to me like the Keith Jardine. Uh, Keith Jardine. Never really will get the belt, but will always be kind of like a gatekeeper. This one, I think Carla could could uh, win by submission or get a, a ref stoppage. Then the main event, we have Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens, he's been around the block a while. He's still fiery, still has some power in his punches. Yair Rodriguez, he's an up-and-comer. I mean, I don't know if you really want to call him an up-and-comer, but he's right there on that footstep to, to get to the next level and I think that's what's going to happen I think Rodriguez is going to put Stevens away to be able to say hey Dana White give me some competition give me some uh, stronger competition here so I could show you what I could do for this division so I think that's going to be it for us this week glad that uh I was able to come back. I'm sorry, you know, sorry that I didn't have a show last weekend. Uh, wasn't really much news other than the UFC fight night, and unfortunately, NHL 20 came out. Had to load that, play that for a little while. Uh, but I'm back. We're gonna be doing this every week now. Maybe once in a while I'll have a a caller come in. I don't know. I'm working on, on, on getting that back up and running as well for us, for the MMA show, for the Stay Tuned Sports show, and even O'Brien's show when uh, we have one of those. So before I go, head over to Twitter, like the show, and follow it at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Follow Shoulder at STS O'Brien. Head over to Facebook, like and share. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do all that fun stuff. Leave us comments. Even questions that you want us to answer on the shows. We'll be more than happy to. Also, head over to Teespring. Or actually, on our Twitter. If you, it'd be easier. If you go on our, uh, on our Twitter account, the Teespring uh, account is pinned right there. So you guys just go there if you want to buy some shirts. That being said, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo. Signing out.